Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Hey tribe, we are back with your Primal Path programming for Monday, March 29th through Saturday, April 3rd. So we've kicked off with our groundwork, the revive sequences that we're starting every single class with. We've got the hips, the shoulders, the spine is that we're going to be focusing on and running through this week. And you're going to be guys going to be getting used to a lot of those animal locomotion movements that we've been doing of linking that stuff together. And, uh, What's good to hear is a lot of people are saying that they're, they're catching themselves doing these type of movements when they're at home. And that's the big thing is during these revive sequences, when we start those classes off, the focus is not trying to like build strength in that position. It's trying to see where your body's end limitation is. And then when you find that end limitation through these movements, we can help and assist our body work through that. So we encourage you guys to use your hands, especially when we're doing these rotations of the hips, of getting to the ground, rather than having the body just kind of like go partially through the movement and the body just drops to the ground, we want to make sure that we make that transi- transition smooth so it helps build the mind-muscle connection with the body and allows herself to know that it's okay to do this movement. And the more we do that and be repetitive with those mo- motions and help and support herself, the more the body is going to adapt and be like, okay, it's it, our body can do this. It's going to turn on more muscles. You're going to create a little bit more mobility and flexibility in the rest of the body, especially in the spine and hips. Uh, that we see most of that tension and obviously the shoulders too. But a lot of times those shoulders are tacked down due to the hips and the spine not being mobile. And if you think about it, especially the spine is where everything is coming off of. If that spine is stiff, the rest of your body is going to be stiff. So that's 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 kind of the purpose of a revive sequences is more of that more passive type of active movement together, but not trying to create a sweat or just have uh, a big struggle through our revive sequences. So let's keep that up and definitely see how your body adjusts and, you know, especially getting to the ground and standing, which is something that, you know, we, we put a huge emphasis on. It's like great that we can be strong in all these movements, but are we gym fit or are we life fit? You know, and we're going to be dropping a podcast on that. The kind of the difference between gym fit and life fit. Great. You look, you know, and it's going to be talking a little bit about, um, great that you look really fit and you could pick up heavy weight, but how does that help you move a washing machine around your house or upstairs? Like how, how is that benefiting you if we're always stuck to a barbell or stuck to a, a single movement? And, you know, we dive into that in the law of diminishing returns. And we have a podcast pretty far, probably like two years ago that we talk about law of diminishing returns. So scroll back through there. I also kind of reorganized all of our podcasts. So they're numbered now and we're coming up on 50 you know, we're not counting the the programming podcast, but we are coming up on 50. So I would love to have a, you know, a, a special podcast or something specific that you guys are looking for on that 50th one. But that's pretty much it. Let's get started with Monday. So Monday, we're going to do a revive sequence on the hips. Then we got two rounds of warming up. Then we're going to go into our move. So we're going to start off with 20-15-10, alternating dumbbell snatches, single dumbbell box stepovers, and then we're going to do a 200-meter run after each round. So after the 20, you're going to do, you're going to do uh, a run. After the 15, you'll do a run. After you 10, you'll do the run. Then you're going to rest three minutes, and then you're going to go into 10-15-20 of that same thing, alternating dumbbell snatches, single dumbbell box stepovers, 
with that 200 meter run after each round we should be looking probably on the really fast time closer to 16 minutes but getting a little bit higher up there in the teens and into even the early 20s um, depending on how fast we move through that stuff but we're going to be nice and consistent with that um, but you do want pretty much everything to be unbroken that's what we're focusing on our accessory that day is going to be two to three rounds. We're going to do a two-minute front rack farmer's hold to work on those obliques. And then we're going to finish it up with 20 alternating plank leg lifts. So you're going to get those shoulders up over those hands and the planks. We're going to have that heel be long. We're going to be raising the heel. So we're locking the leg out, getting the hamstrings to fire. And as we raise the heel, we should feel that glute really kicking in. And we don't have to raise it very far. We're going to focus not on how high we can raise the leg, but how strong we can con con excuse me, contract the glute and drive the heel long, if that makes sense. Then we're going to go on to Tuesday, March 30th. We're reviving with our shoulders. We got two more rounds of a warm-up, and then we're going to go into our move. So we have seven rounds of the following. Three strict pull-ups with a two-second pause of the chin over the bar. Seven ball slams. Eleven push press. And either 21 single unders or 15 double unders. Should be looking around a minute 30 per round is what we're going to be going through. So you should be sitting around 10 minutes, maybe a little bit under 10 minutes. Uh, we have low number of strict pull-ups, three. That means three really damn good pull-ups. That's what we should be looking at. Really, really good pull-ups. Feel your lats kicking in, pulling the elbows to the back and down. So we're not trying to pull with that bicep. Then uh, those ball slams go heavy. There's only seven of them. Grab that 25-pound uh, slam ball. Use that thing. And then our push press, we should be looking at 11 push press. It should be relatively at a weight that you can go unbroken on. And then obviously those single unders or double unders, we're just going to flow through those just to do a little bit of a breakup. Our accessory that day, two to three rounds, we're going to look at 15 to 20 single leg calf raises. We're going to tuck the other leg up right behind the knee, slightly leaning against the wall or an upright as we're raising up. Remember, we're going to activate those toes, crunching them into the ground just a little bit so we can get all the muscles of the calf working, not just uh, the gastroc. We want to make sure that we're kicking in the soleus as well and a couple of the other muscles in the leg. Then we're going to go on 20 to 25 elevated well, heel touches. So your foot's going to be on that 45-pound plate, pushing the knee forward, trying to touch the other heel to the ground. So there's going to be 20 to 25 on each. And then we're going to do 20 to 25 toe crunches. If we can get a little like a marble, a ball, or something like that underneath the toes, or even a towel, wrap it up. And just crunching those toes back and forth, it's going to just help kind of activate a lot of the muscles even into the quad. Those toes are, especially the big toe. The big toe ties to the calf and it ties into the vastus medialis, that the, the muscle on the inside of your knee that's part of your quad. Getting that big toe to work and fire and being aware of it crunching is going to help work the muscles in your legs too. It's going to help them relax and also activate them. Wednesday, we're going on March 31st. We're reviving the spine and then going into some med ball work for two rounds and some oblique mountain climbers in that warm-up. Then we're going to go on to our move. We're looking at nine minutes. You're doing 12 kettlebell squat cleans and then six burpees to a plate. You're going to rest three minutes, and then you're going to do six minutes of six kettlebell squat cleans and 12 burpees to a plate. Our accessory that day is two to three rounds of 12 each weighted side lunges keeping the leg really straight as we're stepping out. So 
the leg that is staying stationary, we want that knee to be locked out. And when you're pushing off that leg that's doing um, the squat on the other side, we're gonna try and drive off that hard so we pop up and we don't have a tendency to bend the knee because that's usually what happens is as we're pushing up off that other leg, uh, we have a little bit of weakness in these adductors and in the TFL. So we kind of have that bend, that knee to create compensation, that leg that should be straight. You can use dumbbells on this and you're going to want that chest to collapse forward. So you're pushing that hip back when we get into that squat. Just go to a depth that feels good. And the other movement we're going to do for that accessory is 12 each side laying TFL rotations. So we're going to be laying on the side. We are going to pick the top leg up off the other leg. We're gonna kind of bring it back about 15 degrees. We're gonna rotate the foot towards the ground. So the heel is gonna be the highest part and the air doesn't have to be that high, just a little bit above parallel. And then we're gonna make some circles. We're gonna try and do uh, six circles in one direction, six circles in the other with the leg slightly behind midline while you're laying on the side. So we can get the TFL to kick in. That muscle is also gonna work on a little bit of the glute uh, medius. And so onto that side of that glute and which all ties into your IT band. So if we have IT band issues or we have pain that's in the single side of the lower back, kind of in the upper glute, these side laying TFL rotations are going to help work it out. It's going to help activate the TFL, which tends to what we see in so many people who do fitness, especially group classes, that that muscle is just not working because we don't train a lot of lateral work. And I don't want to say we train because we do train a lot of lateral work and we have been, but definitely in the past uh, years before we didn't do much. And what we see mainly in a lot of people that do group fitness is there is no training because that lateral or rotational work is just not in there. It doesn't have a lot of quote unquote sexy movements. So we want to make sure that we're attacking that TFL. Thursday, we're going to March 1st. We're doing a little revive of the shoulders. We kicked in some Frankensteins, banded Frankensteins last week. If you're here for that, we got a little bit more of those. Those were kind of the TFL too. Uh, that we were just talking about. So you're going to get a little bit of activation on Wednesday after the workout. And then in our groundwork, we're going to turn that thing on before we get into the movements. For our move, we're pretty much going every minute until failure uh, for seven rounds or 14-minute time cap. On the odd minutes, we're looking at three calories on the row. On the even minutes, we're doing three ground overhead with a barbell. You're going to increase those reps by three rounds. So the odd minutes, you're going to go three, six, nine, twelve, so on and so forth. And same thing with the even minutes on those separate movements. You can keep on continuing as long as you complete the required reps per round. So minute one, three calories on the rower. Minute two, three ground overhead. Minute three, six calories on the rower. Minute four, six ground overheads. Minute five, nine calories on the rower. Minute six, nine ground overhead, going on and on, up to seven rounds or 14-minute time cap. For our accessory, we're going to be lighting those shoulders up like we did last week where we did just sets of 10. Now we're bumping that up to sets of uh, 12. We're going to do three rounds, 12 dumbbell front raises, immediately right into 12 dumbbell side raises, immediately into 12 dumbbell bent elbow lat raises. Working all the deltoids in there and kicking in the lats with the uh, traps with the shrug at the end of those bent elbow lat raises. Keep that weight light. Don't jump up and wait from the weight you used last week at all. Those dumbbell and side front raises, when we're targeting a very specific muscle, it may feel like you're weak. You might only use two pound plates, five pound dumbbells, 10 pound dumbbells. Maybe some of you are getting into those 15s. Uh, but usually once we get a, a above that, we're not getting good activation of the muscle into that full range. We're kind of just swinging that momentum up. 
uh, because we are targeting a very specific muscle. Now that shoulder is the it's the least stable and most mobile. Um, so that weight we are going to be using, especially on an individual muscle, is going to be very little. When we use all the muscles of the shoulder together, it can become very strong, but we're trying to pinpoint and target these individual muscles when we're doing this work. That's pretty much what we all want to do on that accessory. Your accessory is very much focused on that bodybuilding, that toning, and that mind-muscle connection without having to worry about your heart rate getting through the roof or trying to whatever, if you're still trying to race the clock or whatever it may be, just getting that out of the head so we could focus on that movement. Friday, April 2nd, we have a revive of the hips. And then in a warm up, we got a little bit of a push up complex and a couple other things to get you prepped for a move. Then onto that move, we're looking at as many rounds as possible. And we're going to be doing that. My screen's a little bit cut off. In 10 minutes, there we go. So we're going to work through 10 minutes of eight push-ups, eight thrusters, eight box jumps. Be humble on those push-ups. Really scale those down because we got a lot of them today. We want that good chest all the way to the ground, the full lockout in the arms. And remember, we do not want those hips touching the ground. If your hips touch the ground, we have a tendency to kind of arch the body and, we're, and then we're doing kind of like that get up off the ground of the burpee. With that push-up, we want to make sure that we're loading the pecs. Another thing. We've got a lot of people that are keeping the arms at 90 degrees to the body, which you're going to be doing a lot more shoulder work on there that can tire out the rotator cuff or a lot of the muscles into the shoulder. We want to make sure that we're building the the pecs and the triceps in this push-up. So those elbows should be about 45 degrees. One way to help yourself set up for that push-up is if you're laying down on the ground and your arms are just straight out in front of you. Bring them to the side of your body and see where your elbows go. If they're on the side of your body, then push up. That's a good position for your push-up. A lot of times what we're doing is we're setting our hands from the top of the push-up and we're lowering down to find stability. And usually that stability is not using the pecs and triceps. Triceps are relatively a weak muscle, so I want you guys to really focus on getting a good position for these and turn on a little bit more of those muscles. But anyways, we're doing uh, 10 minutes of eight push-ups, eight thrusters, eight box jumps. <laughs> I apologize if I keep on, if I only given you guys a little bit of that. So let's say this again, 10 minutes. We're going to be working through eight push-ups, eight thrusters, eight box jumps, rest four minutes, and then you have a 10-minute time cap to get 40 push-ups, 40 thrusters, and 40 box jumps done. So like we said, we talked about the push-ups, the thrusters, once again, we should be looking at unbroken, keeping that weight light. We're looking at volume, muscle endurance today for this workout, and especially that endurance is going to kick in after your rest. Your body's going to want to rest, and we're going to try and bring it back to life. And those box jumps, too, choose a height that you can work consecutively through all eight of those. Rest as you need in between the movements or at the end of each round. That is going to be our move for Friday. And then our accessory, we're going to do five minutes. We're going to accumulate time in the squat hold. So we can sit in a low relaxed squat so you can have the back rounding. What we're trying to do is improve that bottom position in that squat. This is going to light up the ankles if we have tension in the ankles. and light up the knees if we have tension in the knees. It's going to light up the hips if we have tension in the hips. So what I would say is you're going to try, if you get into the bottom of the squat and immediately you're like, oh, my ankles are bothering me or something's bothering you, we want to make sure that as soon as you get into that squat, you feel comfortable and relaxed. 
we don't want you to be struggling right from the get-go. So one thing you can do is put some plates underneath your heels to elevate them a little bit. This will take a little bit of strain off of the ankles. It will also help your spine get in a better position so your entire chest does not collapse forwards, which is really loading onto the front side of the uh, shins too. So have a little, put those plates underneath your heels, especially if this is the first time you're just gonna be sitting in a low squat. Uh, we're gonna try to accumulate as much time as we can in five minutes. So you can pop out of that, shake the legs out as you need, rest as you need, then get back in into that five minutes. You know, one thing that um, we talk about is trying to spend a total of 10 minutes in the bottom of the squat. It's gonna really help improve your mobility and your position. And as always, the best position to be in is the position you aren't currently in. Best way to improve a position is not to do everything but the position, but the best way to improve a position is to get into that position. Not just get into it, but actually fight for it. Fight for good position. Finally, we got Saturday, April 3rd. We're gonna do more Revive the Spine. We're changing it a little bit up for you guys, and uh, as well as a good two rounds of warming up those movements for our workout. Our workout is going to be one tempo strict toes to bar, so three second eccentric. We're going to bring those feet up and then slowly lower down. Then we're going to do 10 deadlifts. Then we're going to do two strict toes to bar that are tempoed, nine deadlifts. One toe to bar, or excuse me, three toes to bar, eight deadlifts, four toes to bar, seven deadlifts, and we're going to be working through that. So the strict toes to bar are working their way up from one to 10. Deadlifts are working their way down from 10 to one. Deadlifts should be performed about at 70 or 85% of your 10 rep max. And if you don't know what your 10 rep max is, uh, you want to choose a weight that you can do about 15 to 20 reps unbroken when fresh, and we'll obviously give you some time to warm up of that. Be aware to make sure that we're hinging at the hips. Uh, this is something we just talked on one of our videos on Instagram TV, just making sure there, and on our, one of our, our podcasts, like our, our Tight Hamstrings podcast. Go give that a listen if you haven't to uh, for some ideas to how to loosen up those hips. Make sure that we're bending or hinging at the hip and we're not hinging in our T-spine which uh, has a tendency for a lot of people that light their back up in the deadlifts or they're really sore, we're not hinging the proper place. So if you need to elevate those deadlifts or deadlifts with the 45 pound plates, so you don't have to go all the way down to the ground so that the hinge that you have with the hips doesn't turn into a hinge from the hips and then hinging from the T-spine. We wanna get it to the height that we're only hinging from the hips, that we're firing up the hamstrings and feeling the glutes uh, for that deadlift. As always, make sure when you're in that deadlift, you're crunching those toes into the ground gently. This is, once again, making sure that our full foot is activating with all the muscles and all the bones that are in our foot, creating all that uh, connection or like electronic signal. I don't want to say electronic signals, but um, pretty much sending that. Uh, I can't think of the word. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but the electricity, pretty much the signal of that, that that signal that we're sending from our mind muscle from the ground up to our brain. <laughs> a little bit of a brain fart there. But I think you guys get the get what I'm talking about. You guys hear me say it enough or Nadine say it enough. But that is our that is our workout for Saturday. And then we're gonna finish up for accessory on Saturday of 
two to three rounds. It's going to be going with a flow today. So we're going to do 20 each pancake body rotations. This is going to be sitting on our butt with our legs out wide. And what we're going to do is try to create a lot of rotation from the hip, um, almost working our body into a propeller, collapsing it down towards our feet and shifting pretty much 10 in each direction, followed up by 10 each scorpion. So we're going to be getting that quad stretch, getting some extension of the spine, um, getting that glute to fire too to help kind of relieve any pain should we feel anything in the back of the deadlift. But there we go. It's long, long, uh, long podcast right here for you guys, but a lot of good notes uh, for you guys coming up this week. Look forward to seeing you in class. We're finally getting to the point where uh, we have things in place that we need to. We've got a couple things coming out for April, which you guys will hear about. And I'll be sending out a pretty much a blog to you guys since I haven't been in touch for the past month. Everything that's, that's pretty much gone on and, and help give you guys a little bit more communication. So if not, please subscribe to our podcast. We definitely have tons of information coming out on here and we try to keep them underneath 20, 25 minutes um, for you guys. So you can kind of listen on to your way to work if you're driving to work or something quick that you have little, you're going to the store or whatnot, or maybe even just walk in and just start your morning off before you get to work. It's something to think about. So cheers. We'll see you guys in class. Thanks for being an awesome tribe.